You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Took away our ways of life The tomahawk and the bow and knife Alright, it's Tuesday, 909, Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, broadcasting live, Facebook Live. Hope you guys are doing really well today. Let's do this thing. Yeah, let's kick let's, this. Let's, let's do it. We got like, some great guests coming in, 930, and then at 10, someone's running for something. I think a house district 15 or 16, one of those things. You are oh so close, and, my friend. Uh, I'll learn all about that and what that means. And then we get the YMCA coming in. Or the Woodlands, so I'm very excited about that too. But today, it is October 16th, 2018. And it's safe to report that I had too good of a time during the Catfish Festival. I'm, I'm going to say congrats to those guys. Put on a great show. They know how to party, huh? Uh, yeah, I was. everyone was really nice. I did not run any issues. Uh, I invited a bunch of the bowling guys, and they had a great time. They, they're not, uh, they don't frequent this neighborhood, and they said that it was a great time. Speaking of bowling, uh, I got a new bowling ball yesterday. You did? Yeah, I got a heavier one. Okay. So I went from 12 pounds to 15 pounds. Now, is your, uh, is your arm bulking up? You know what's funny is uh, I have never had – I thought I told Paul, I was like, I feel like I have what, what people would describe as arthritis because my hand, like, doing this now really hurts, like, holding things like this. But it's just me getting stronger, I hope. I hope it's not arthritis. Sorry to those who have arthritis. But uh, yeah. I will say that my game has definitely improved, and we bowl, I bowled a bunch of games like yesterday, and I had so much fun with it because I was feeling a lot more confident in my bowling, which is always nice to feel. That's good. Well, I'm glad you found, uh, you found a thing. Me too. You know? I already, I already have big plans, man. I already challenged one of the guys at, at the bowling alley. I said, if I'm, I'm going to beat you at least one game by February, the mid-February. That's what I told him. Because his average is like a 220, mm-hmm. which is really good. And I was like, I'm going to, I go, but my average won't beat yours, but I'll at least beat you one game. Like 10 frames, I'll beat you. Like one time. Not like consistently, just one time. Okay. That way, that way, it lets me a lot of buffer room. So when we're playing against each other, we can keep playing. And, uh, but yeah. Outside that, Catfish Festival, very successful, I hope. And the weather was beautiful. And then all of a sudden on Monday, it's like, oh, hey, do you want it to be 20 degrees colder? And I'm like, yeah. And it was. So. It cold. Yeah. Have you seen the meme going around the weather? Yeah, you're still wearing your scarf in the studio. So I'm telling this, you when our guests come in, they're going to be a little freaked out. No, this is my uh, my fourth Doctor Doctor Who scarf that, that I got, and I almost never get to wear it. It's like literally 12 feet long. Yeah, I imagine. Oh, man, I bet going to the, going to the Renaissance Festival this weekend will be very fun. Pirate weekend. So, oh man, never mind. Sexy pirates. Do they, do they dress warmly? Wouldn't that be a Vikings thing? No, well, your Vikings can dress warmly. I mean, like realistically, most of the in the history of pirates, that, what do the pirates wear? The uh, peasant shirts. You know, the, the I always imagine them like in the in the like the middle hemisphere kind of area. So they're not really wearing much of anything. They don't need to because it's so hot outside. Mm-hmm. 
Am I saying that well, right? Well, they can wear the, uh, the Captain Vikings, Morgan overcoat. But Va- Vikings are like in the cold, right? Okay. The the people that go to the Renaissance Festival are so hardcore that I've seen, you know, chainmail bikinis on people when it's, uh, you know, 34 degrees outside. And by the way, chainmail bikini, privilege, not a right. Same thing with spandex. Yeah, I want to go back because I already, uh, I went opening weekend, took Mrs. Skippy and, and, and Skippy daughter. And we had a good time, but I want to go back again. You know what? I just got duped. Since we're, since we're supposed to be on Facebook, but we're on YouTube. I'm going to reset that. Sorry, YouTube. Okay. Well, if you're, we'll, we'll repeat everything that we've said so far to, uh, to make we're sure. We're still live on the air. There we go. But, but in case people need to. Uh, Why would you do this to me? I'm still learning, man. You're still so, learning? You getting it? Well, while you deal with that, I'll talk to you about the weather real quick. Yeah, if you give, didn't give tell. it to me. Give it to me. Well, I'll give it to you. I'll give you some cold weather at 56 degrees right now. It's going to go up in Conroe to a high of 60, and then low tonight is going to be 54. So uh, uh, possibly some scattered rain on and off throughout the day and, and overnight. Uh, cloudy tomorrow, Thursday, Friday uh, with uh, with. Tomorrow, there's the high is going to be 62. Thursday and Friday for the rest of the week, highs in the low 70s with lows in the upper 50s to 60s. Yeah, loving it. I get to wear, you know, I, first for women's fashions, for me, nothing beats winter right, there fashions. We there we go. I've just got a thing for, you know. You got a thing for women? That's surprising. Well, women and their fashions, especially in wintertime. <clears throat> I prefer, you know, like bikinis at the beach. Eh, it doesn't really do it for me. You know, it's just what so you're it is. more of a mystery man instead of I'm more of a mystery man. You know, I like the the, the Christmas present that's that's got the bow and the ribbon. So you're the guy that's the always paper. wearing the scarf and watching people from afar. Okay, and uh, the binoculars and you stuff. Cannot yeah, prove. I will neither prove. Okay, no, I feel you on that one. I got you there. I got you there. <laughs> that's some funny stuff. But did you enjoy your weekend, man? I did. I did. Uh, took care of some some stuff. And, uh, yeah, we, we were out yesterday. I just had so many things to take care of. and, and uh, So many things. I know. But this weekend, starting on Friday, uh, my show opens. That is on— uh, Is it Judge Dredd, the musical? Yes, Judge Dredd. And it's Dredd with an exclamation point. Dredd, the musical. No, it's 12 Angry Men. But it Can is- you imagine, like, the opening song? I am— it's, The opening song is called I Am the Law. Yeah, and can you imagine? Whole, like, I think you could universe. do it. Yeah, I will do that. I will write that song for you. And you can even design it into like a steampunk kind of look, because Judge Dredd has that unique architecture. True, although in theater can, steampunk kind of ran its course about six years ago. Yeah, but as a stage presence, it'll be look really neat to look at. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be entertained here because I'm mentally getting prepared to go see Rick and Dennis over on uh, over at the Owen for the and then there will be none because. Uh-huh. Basically, in my mind, it's all boring suits, but it's all about their acting. So his mustache, his mustache game better be on par. On Dennis's mustache is in danger of winning a Monty just for existing. Well, good because. But if if you don't want to see Dennis's mustache this weekend, come see me and Twelve Angry Men uh, at Stageworks Theater. And on Sunday, so this is the funny thing. So on Sunday, I have a matinee for Twelve Angry Men. Then I have to leave the matinee and race up to the Woodlands because that evening we're doing the. Shakespeare in the Park for the Woodlands Arts in the Park Festival, and that takes place at Rob. Did you already do that? No, it, it was um it they was get postponed. postponed because of the rain. Okay, so okay, take a step back with me. Mm-hmm. 
So Shakespeare in the Park is a standalone event, or is this part, it's part of, of Arts in the Park? Arts in the Park. Okay. The, uh, oh, that's right. You got does... that great award. That's right. Well, they did. Well, you did. They did. You, you did. I, I helped them get it. Wonderful. Uh, they do Arts in the Park twice a year, <clears throat> and for the Autumn Arts in the Park, um, my theater, Upstage Theater, and Daryl Bear of the Woodland Symphony went, um, kind of partnered with them and said, for once, one of those two events a year, the uh, Autumn one, let's do Shakespeare in the Park, and they just loved it, and that was three years ago, and we've been doing it ever since. So it's much You're to do so about nothing. Wonderful. Aww, it's much to do about nothing. On Sunday, you don't have to know Shakespeare or even like Shakespeare to enjoy it. It's a funny, funny play, and you don't need to worry about the language. Trust me on this one. So do come out to that. There will be vendors, live have music. Have you checked out that King Lear yet on Amazon Prime? Uh, is that the one with— uh, Anthony Hopkins and Leah Thompson. Not Leah Thompson. What's her name? What's that British actress, actress Emma name? Emma Thompson. Emma, no. She's older. I am just went blank. I'm sorry. She's a very good actress. Kenneth Bronick's former wife, Emma Thompson. Is it Emma Thompson? I think so. Okay, yeah. yeah, that woman. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I'm just wondering. But I feel Thompson like, I feel like that, in, that'd be something you'd be into. Oh, yeah. Emma Thompson was also in Much Ado About Nothing when she was married to Kenneth Bronick. Yeah. That's the movie. What happened there, you think? You think one of them tried to out Shakespeare one another? Uh, no, he decided or to Or did sleep. he go full Shakespeare and sleep with other people? He went full Shakespeare and slept with Helena Bonham Carter. Nice. When he was doing Frankenstein. Uh, Not nice. That's really mean. You oh, should well, never do those It's things. that awkward moment because they were both in one of the Harry Potty, Potter movies. Harry Potty movies? Harry Potty movies. Uh, yeah, the Showtime original version of Harry Potter. No, uh, Kenneth Branagh played the, uh, oh, Gilroy, the really ineffectual teacher. And then she played, I can't remember, the Sybil something, but she had the really thick glasses. She's yeah. like the, the oracle Which, who, yeah, who couldn't. Sell the future. She wasn't a botanist. I don't know. Who cares? That's so, so stupid. Yeah, Harry Potter. That's so it's so so last decade. <laughs> well, the thing we're coming up. Is to that the, why you're wearing a Harry Potter scarf? This is a Doctor Who scarf. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna throttle you with this scarf. I'm just messing. Yeah, right. No, the last night I was wearing it, and people in the cast going, "Oh, look, uh, Gryffindor." I'm like, "You guys, shut up." This is this is Tom Baker's Doctor Who, and uh, yeah, this was um. Apparently, uh, we found this when we were going through, uh, you know, stuff at my sister's house for for the estate. And apparently, she had bought this for me for Christmas, but hadn't given it to me. Either she meant to give it to me last Christmas, or it was a uh, present for the, for this Christmas. So my sister's final gift to me is like one of the most awesome gifts ever. So I wear the I wear this with pride, even though Good. it's literally three times my height. Well, then I apologize for mistaking it for a oh, no, Harry no. Potter scarf. Oh, no offense taken. You're just you know you think you're a geek and a nerd, but you're just a, a poser. I only know X Files. That's the only thing I read, I really know. I wonder if they ever had like a thing for Doctor I've been thinking I've been thinking about doing an X Files podcast on my own time. I would watch that or listen to that. Yeah, I'm thinking of doing more of a study kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And if the listeners, or listeners, or listening are interested in that, let me know because I want to go into the production of it, like who wrote it, who wrote the episode. Talk about that person. Talk about the structure and oh, the, how it the themes, the overall then, mytho- uh, mythology. Well, just the fun, like how yeah. clever the show is. Because Holly's really enjoying it, and I'm like, well, yeah, it's a good TV show. It's like, yeah, but this was literally made when I was three. I know. Oh my gosh, I'm old. So, and I was like, yeah, they had good TV back then. And like, and I even tried to explain to her, there's some great TV shows that lasted 10 years. But I've been thinking about it because I'm actually kind of interested in going into it. Like just researching the episodes because there's so many episodes and they're so, 
There's so many that stand alone that are good. So I've been thinking about doing. No, that. you would include the reunion seasons also, the two seasons they've had with. Yeah, I, the way movies. I would well, the way I think, or the way I would look at it is, how much time do you think it's going to take to research one episode? I would say well, two weeks. It depends. If you go to the used bookstore, I'm sure you'll find the unauthorized behind-the-scenes X-File book. Just grab it and read it. But I'm not doing that. Oh, okay. You know, I gotta, it, it's got to have work? production. It's got to have some interest. I want to do interviews with okay. people. Like, I always want to interview. Uh, one of the things I always wish is I wanted to interview, uh, and IMDb did a great job, uh, the the people who die in, in shows and movies. Like, mm-hmm. you're the one guy that always dies. And there's a they had this great well, they had this great miniseries that you can check out on IMDb called No Small Parts, and I actually think it, they expanded it to like some actual TV show, where they interview all these actors who are in so many movies, but they're the ones that play play the vile role in the movie, but they're so small. Where it's called the guy who was in that thing. Yeah. And then they actually did the girl who was in that thing. They well, did no, this well, this was this isn't a movie. This is like a mini series. They interview each. Oh, it's okay. called No Small well, Parts. There, there's a doc. Oh, I'm sorry, I misheard you. Uh, there's a documentary called The Guy Who Was in That Thing, and it it talks to all these character actors who just made this career of. They'll be in 88 different movies, and, and you know them. You don't know their name. Oh, he was the he was the guy that played the national security advisor in Air Force One. Oh yeah, he was also in 24. He played the evil president. Yeah, I, I love that. <clears throat> that is acting. That's that's making a career out of it. And to a man, and by extension to a woman for the, for the sequel, they were all very content with their lot in life. You know, they all said, we're not going to win an Oscar for Best Actor of anything. We know that I, I know I have a particular look that's not a leading man look, but it makes me the, the town drunk or the town, you know, doctor. And... They're not complaining because they get a solid paycheck as a result. So, I hope, I hope they do. Well, we're gonna take our first break, folks, and when we come back, we're gonna have, keep talking. But at nine thirty, we're gonna have Lorena Perez McGill, who I believe what is what's the correct way to say what she's running for? Uh, House District Fifteen. Yeah, House Seat Fifteen. Seat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you go to the voting booth, what am I looking? It's it's gonna say It'll Texas. Be Texas. House, House of Representatives. House of Representatives, and then it'd be a 16, yeah, 15, Texas, 15. Texas State House of Representatives. 15. Seat 15. All right, well, cool. Well, she's going to be in the studio. So if you have any questions for her, we're on Facebook Live. We all got it figured out. Apologize to the YouTube watchers, but, uh, you know, maybe we'll be on everything pretty soon. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Jay Silver for County Judge. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? 
Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension Programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back to Morning's Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station, broadcasting live on Facebook. Check us out. And then also Conros FM 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You might be wondering why we're playing uh, this uh, interesting song. I, I wanted to, to chat a little bit because it's just – I. I don't know if it's a smart political move, but Elizabeth Warren released her DNA results from 23andMe, <laughs> which you have done. So oh, did she use 23andMe? I th- I'm pretty sure that's what— No, I, I think she, she used a private one because they had this video set up with cameras on, Hello, Elizabeth, I have your DNA results here. Oh, really? Let me know. You know, such a total setup because you know they had to know the answers beforehand. They're not about to get her on video finding out. Yeah. And uh, she turns out Kinda to back, be, back, uh, and make sure I say this right, if you don't mind. So it turns out she does have DNA residuals, I guess you call it. Like her DNA passed on has been traced to that location, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily, there's no way to really do a race. Well, yeah. yeah. It's just location, right? It says that. You can't do a race, can between you? One, it's not in your genes. One thirty second. Well, that's the whole thing as the Cherokee Nation popped out with going, first off, most Native Americans, uh, kind of the uh, the well, rule is they're saying do not put your DNA in with the, the the DNA test because we don't want to fall under that. So because from what I understood, you can correct me is because the only reason I know the only reason I know this is because my nephew is one thirty two, or but, he's eligible. But he see, has Native do- American can also be a, a Latino Native American. Yes, it, but like he has Canadian. documentation from the tribe. <clears throat> When right. he was born, he was given this. That's what counts, and not a DNA test. From what I understood is you had to prove that you had you had documentation 
of your ancestors. Like, for example, I had documentation of my great-great-great-grandfather fighting the Texas Revolution and him getting a deed for his service mm-hmm. for land. Like, I have that. Yeah. And... And that's what the genealogy services, you know, 23andMe or, or Heritage.com or whatever, or Ancestry.com, they're great for just finding out, you know, what you got in you. But as far as your actual family tree, yeah. that's the other stuff. And, like, my daughter-in-law, she is huge on that. She's tracking back our, so our families. In this, in this Elizabeth Warren scenario, mm-hmm. does she not do that? Like, why wouldn't you do that? Do uh, Like, call your mom. Hey, mom, do you have any info? No, I don't. The whole thing, when Game it came over. to light, Warren said— that she was claiming she had Native American blood in her because her grandmother told her that they had it in it. Okay. Which is, I mean, that's normal. I feel like that happened a lot back in the day. Well, that's the thing, but she did put that she was Native American down on financial aid forms. And no one called her bluff during the time? Well, Was it financial aid? No. I thought it was for a job interview. Yeah, I was saying oh, over time, I think it was university and job where she put it down, she was Native American. That's similar to like the Obama thing where he claimed that he was filing for aid because he's not from here or whatever that came that's partially true and in, in that a book editor on a book jacket said that he was from kenya so someone else said it yeah someone okay. else said it and so that because i know there's some technical points and there's so, it's so easy to take technical mm-hmm. or technical or facts and twist them oh absolutely so, but the thing is like when i was reading this it what scared me the most was exactly what the cherokee people because was she claiming to be cherokee is that why yeah. they released the statement? Because mm-hmm. what they said was so true, and it is such a scary downhill deal if you start using your DNA with that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a big fan of South Park and their and their creative writing process. And they did a funny thing. We can't play on the air because <laughs> it— uh, It would just be one long beep. Yeah, and they did a whole joke about DNA and me— and basically, it goes starts the beginning of like a commercial he's watching on TV. And it's a standard twenty three and Me commercial, like find out who you are, who you are. And then halfway through the commercial, it says, "Find out how you're oppressed." And then it's like, <laughs> "I've been oppressed, you know, I'm sixteen percent Asian, Caucasian, you know, all this stuff." It's like, so I'm impressed and all stuff. And it's just, it's pretty clever. But now, it was like it was like a year and a half ago or something like that. So here's part of the the fallout from that, and this is where I think President Trump is kind of missing the boat on this one too. There was uh, I think back in July he he made a comment saying she if she proves Native American his, his heritage or she takes the test, I'll give a million bucks towards a charity of her choice. Yeah. And so now she's saying pay up, I did it, and he's like I never said that. And it, so it's, if I were him, I would go on and do it. I'd pay it, and I go, hey, you want to do a photo op? Me giving whatever money, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just, just turn around, but, but just that way, because now it's being turned that he's the bad guy because he's not paying the money, and and it's like, you know what, dude, pay it. Just, you can swallow a million bucks of your own money. I know everything's in trust, and in fact, I have to look into that because when you become president, all your finances go into trust. You can't touch anything. Uh, you don't even have cash. Well, in how your do you pocket. pay for? You get whole... a paycheck. He gets a paycheck. But I thought he paid, like, doesn't he have to pay for the food, the White House? Yeah. So how Out does of his he pay paycheck. For that? Oh, so, and then the dollar goes, or the rest of the money goes to wherever he donates that he claims? Or, yeah, or in your bank account or whatever, but yeah. So it may have to be a legal thing where he has to do it through a trust or when he, when he's no longer in office, but I, dude, pay it. I'm telling you, that, that would be funny. So it, it is a kerfuffle because I'm laughing that she caved into it 
Now, I got to be honest with you something, Dick. My whole life, I was told we had Native American in us. Like Comanche. Hence the scarf. Hence the scarf. Yeah, That's I understand. Right. And I did the 23andMe and found out that I don't have a lick of Native American in me. And I had to point that I had to tell my mom because she was the one that told me, oh, yeah, her grandmother told her. So it's a lot like Elizabeth Warren. But the only difference yeah. is that I never went on a financial aid form or a job application and said, because mommy told me I'm part American, I'm writing it down. So that's that's the primary difference um, between her and me. I was told my whole life and I believed it, too, and kind of came as a shocker when I found out I've got Croatian in me, but no Native American. Well, see, I wouldn't even call it Croatian. I just—it's that region. I'm Slavic. I got some Slavic. But it wasn't Slavonia or Slovakia. It's a Slavic region. But it wasn't Slovakia for all for all time. No, but but I could be like I could be like Transylvania. I could be like part Count Dracula for all. Vlad the Impaler. Have you woken yourself? Actually, I think I'm descended from Vlad the Inhaler, who is the uh, you know the asthmatic cousin. But no, so when she when they released this stuff, I couldn't help but think. Why would you do this? Like, where? Like, why? Why wouldn't you go the roundabout way, the, Every uh, the time, real way of like actually doing some research in your family history? Because she couldn't take a chance on it coming out wrong. But the DNA doesn't prove anything. But if if it says you got some Native American, oh, see, I told you I was Native American, and but then even the New York Times, New York Times had to issue two corrections because they kept on screwing up the percentages that she's got. You know, one one thousandth. Of yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's not even uh, up to one one. Let's well, see. The range is one thirty second to one one thousand. So somewhere between, you know, point oh three and point zero zero. Do you think anyone else zero, is going to be one. stupid enough to claim heritage using that same number? No. Well, here's the thing. This this is something else, and I say this so often that could eventually make it all the way up to the Supreme Court. When do when can you stop? Now I think there is a legal. Uh, I think it's like you know maybe one sixteenth or one eighteenth or one thirty second of of a thing before you can claim them on a on a form for financial aid. Yeah, but if there's a range that starts at one thirty second and then goes to one one thousandth, I think that should be out of it. But I don't think that's ever been covered yet because we haven't been able to get down to the DNA nitty gritty. It's always been what's provable. You know the the paperwork, whatever yeah. the your your family tree. So, you know, your heritage, I don't think your heritage should la- matter one lick unless you're using it illegally. And that's what I feel. That's why this got to where it is, yeah. with where the president. This, well, it's this almost is something like, that's ordinarily so it, below it, any president. It's almost like she, someone told her, hey, do this now because when you run for a higher office or run for office again. It's or even gonna- just do it now to shut him up or let's just, you know. And I, I think it was take the test. If it's in your favor, we'll come out publicly. And if it's not in your favor, we'll just never say we took it. That's why she didn't do 23andMe because someone somewhere would find out. She went to like a family doctor and did a private thing and then set up the video to, to show the, the results being phoned in. There's not a doctor in the universe that's going to call you up and say, hey, good news, you're part Native American. That's ridiculous. So... So it continues, and absolutely nothing is changing in, in the world as a result of her declaration or Trump's response to it. It's, this is just—it's bread and circuses right now. Yeah. I just, found it, I just found it interesting just, though, when you look at hard facts and then you present facts, and it's like you're trying to use it for an angle, and it's like, I just don't see that being very good, a good angle for her. Because if, if she allows that to be the norm, then you can— like everyone's gonna come out 
and say, look at me, just like how that South Park parody thing, like mm-hmm. you have 2% of African-American in you, and you're going to claim that. I mean, that's going to happen. That's insane. But I thought you would get a kick out of that. I did indeed, very much. Yeah. So, so we're going to take our break. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star on IRLoneStar.com, folks. We'll be back right after these messages. Say thanks to our sponsors who are Clean Sweep Office Clean, Conroe Coffee, and, of course, Jay Silver for County Judge. We'll be back. Cherokee people. Cherokee tribe. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Welcome back. Maureen's Lone Star, 940 here on IRLoneStar.com. Worldwide, and of course, Conrad's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook Live video. So, video, video, video. Did it kill the radio star? Did it really? 
don't know. I don't know what killed radio. I think radio killed radio. Yeah, <laughs> right. So the belly, the, the beast that is radio, you know, mainstream radio. Mm-hmm. So. Well, oh, I want to tell you. Yes. Roseanne yeah. was on Joe Rogan. Oh, Roseanne, the, the Roseanne Roseanne. Okay. Yeah. How was she? She's crazy. I love it. <laughs> Did she spark a doobie? No, she smoked like, like 15 Tesla? cigarettes. I, I see the cigarettes, but she didn't like so, no. pull a Elon Musk. And... No, sadly, uh, Joe Rogan's doing Sober October for all of October. Mm-hmm. So all of his interviews aren't as quirky. Sober October. <laughs> yeah, he he does a deal now with his buddies, the comedian buddies. They can't drink or do drugs, and then they challenge each other to a fitness thing. So, which is pretty, I mean, that's kind of fun to follow or, you know, if you want to be inspired to work out or do whatever. But, yeah, I saw her on there. I, I think you should check it out. Uh, yeah. I will? Cool. I, I'm, uh, I've got no interest in watching the new show, uh, The O'Connors. It, to me, it's like the Hogan family. You, you know, it was Valerie, uh, Valerie uh, Harper was in a TV show. Well, it was and then they killed off she, her character. She chatted a little bit about that. And, of course, I'm relaying the info to you. It was more like she said she can't legally talk about it. Uh, like what the details are, but she felt like it was uh, the best thing she could have done is let them do it because she didn't want to put those people out of a job because she would feel like a hypocrite. Yeah, that's the whole point. She she insisted everyone stay on. She's like, and she's not taking any money from it. She yeah. gave up creator, uh, creator, executive producer, everything. She's not seeing a single penny from it. So ABC's gladly riding on her coattails. I mean, the hypocrisy on that is just staggering. Well, didn't they make a? Didn't they fire the dude who fired her? And he, they said it was a mistake getting rid of Roseanne. Wasn't there like a public statement that the guy made? And then, no, I think John Goodman may have said it. But as far as ABC, they're like, no, she's out of here. She's a racist, well, gone. But we're going to keep everyone else. And, and what I loved about it is, you know, the whole process of when they, he because Joe asked her like, how did this all start? Like, how did you start Roseanne back? And basically, he's, she said that one of the actresses called her. And said that, hey, uh, Jeff, is it Jeff? Who plays the husband? John. John. John Goodman. He's like, John. John's on board, and he'll be, if you're on, and she goes, well, if John's on board, then I'm on board. And they said in the creative room, she said what uh, she always felt like in the Roseanne show is the show represents kind of everybody. There's always a representation. And she, she said it was really funny is we're sitting around the table and she's like, hey, somebody in the show has to be a Trump supporter because we can't have like, because we can have one of, like someone be a real big Hillary supporter or someone being a real liberal, you know, that kind of thing. But no one volunteered to do it. And I've, I kind of laughed because I was like, you think it would be in, and Roseanne even said like, everyone knows I'm outspoken about, I'm outspoken about Trump, but, you know, I didn't volunteer because I didn't want to be that. That's what's expected. Mm-hmm. But I think. Um, well, now AB saying, "Oh, no more Trumpism," and this. So it's, uh, it's well, she even said, like in the writers' room, there was a lot of issues because there would be like fifteen jokes against conservatives, and when she wanted to do a Hillary joke, it was like a fight mm-hmm. to do a Hillary joke. And, and that's she, what the Congress is going to be now. Just yet another is like late night so, comedy and everything blackish and everything else is just going to be. Well, it, her talking about mm. herself and her upright, because when Rose, I, I wasn't around for when Roseanne was popular in a sense of like the, the beginning. And it's amazing. Like her past is pretty interesting. She has a bunch of kids, and her kids are, she says, like they're flaming liberal liberals, and mm-hmm. she jokes about it and like how close they all they are. And like she seems kind of one of those people who you just deal with and you love. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
because the way she her jokes and everything, and she talked about Ambien, and <laughs> she she says, "You know what I learned? You don't drink beer in Ambien. You can drink wine though." <laughs> I mean, I was like, "Well, this lady certainly learned something," but uh, it was overall an interesting interview, I guess, just because it, I'll check it I, out. I, I don't know the history of Roseanne and I've the way she been. writes. She's a very creative person. In she sense is. Of, the process and how she created the Connors and how I remember much she when she was on them. Johnny Carson as the domestic goddess and that's how it started off and you know she just played the put upon housewife well, she, was, she did say she's getting back into uh stand up stand up she's going to be touring she was good but she here's the so, thing back then it was she talked about her her bald husband and and stuff like that and and so it was before. she called a I think it might have been not I don't know how many husbands she's had but I think she called Tom Arnold a lizard man yeah it was but pretty he's, funny I, I liked Tom Arnold once upon a time. Uh, I loved him. I actually read his autobiography, and it was interest. It was an interesting read when when you get someone's own perspective. But you could tell even then, because at the end he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm happy now. You know, I'm past this. I've been sober for six weeks, and I'm happily married to my fourth wife, Bambi. And I just know this is the way." And you're like, "Oh no, I I don't see a happy ending on this one." And sure enough, you know, it hasn't gone that well for him. And I, I do feel for him. I don't wish ill on well, almost anyone. But, yeah, I just I got no interest in the Connors because it's just going to be ABC's just taking it, uh, what, what she created, and trying to remold it. It's kind of like the same reason with, with Star Trek Discovery. They took what Roddenberry created and, like, you know what, we're going to put our own political spin on this and make it not what it was supposed to be. Yeah. So I'm – but uh, never – and the thing is I've never really been a Roseanne fan to begin with, I watch the show every now and then. You know, she's found her funny enough. But, um, yeah, I said for Roseanne. Okay. Well, uh, let's take a, we're going to take a break. Let's take a little break. And then we can talk about some uh, local stuff. And at the top of the hour, we got Roxanne Davis with YMCA. Yeah, and I got in touch with Lorena, and she's on her way in. So we'll, we'll get her squeezed in. Yeah, we'll so, take care of it. Uh, if you are interested to see who our guests are on today's show, make sure to visit us on Facebook. And we have all the information there for who's coming in today and links and all the good good, good stuff. But, yeah, let's just take a quick break and set up the studio for our guests coming in, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. And top their English to our young. And all the beats we made. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, a Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org because every life matters. All right, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, 9.50 on the dot. Hanging out in the studio downtown Conroe, Texas. Trying to recuperate from the long Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival weekend. And uh, they did a great job cleaning up, that's for sure. Haven't noticed any trash or anything. We went to uh, Pacific Yard House to watch the baseball game. It was packed. Mm-hmm. So that's a great place to watch the game, though. Is it real? Well, yeah, they have tons of TVs. TV, yeah, just like, per- like it's strategic TVs. So no matter which way you're facing. But it's not it's not stimulating to the point where I, I, I feel like I'm being surrounded by technology. Because I went to a place, oh man, what's what's that raunchy place, like Twin Peaks? And (laughs) literally every angle you're looking at a TV and it's like impossible to talk to a person in front of you because there's a TV right behind them. It's impossible to talk to the waitresses when all those TVs are getting in the way. It's impossible to talk to anybody. I'm like, I can't go here anymore because I keep, like, I... That's one with, like, Hooters with flannel, right? It's whatever. Yeah, that's, I, I... I don't get it. I don't but, get that uh, one. You know what I'm talking about, though? You, you're yeah. in a room with somebody, and there's a TV behind them, or, it, like, I immediately just kind of go, boop, 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 Oh, yeah, every time I look at you, half the time I'm looking at you, the yeah. other half I'm looking at the computer I believe screen it. just to make sure I get my good side. I told you, like, when you watch CSI with uh, on mute, you make up your own story. Or you try to, like, that's part of the, the fun is figuring out what the mystery is in the CSI episode with no dialogue being... Put on the uh, the the second audio thing. You get it in Spanish or something, and, and see if you can keep up with it. Keep up with it. But hey, we are back, and we do have guests. That's right. We actually are a community radio show, and we do talk about things going on in the community. We put the uh in community radio. One thing that's happening this weekend is a great way to test out that costume, <laughs> right? <laughs> and your running shoes if you get scared. Yes. So Halloween at the Y Trunk or Treat is happening at the Woodlands this October twentieth. From 3 to 5 p.m., and we got someone in the studio to talk more about that, yep. Roxanne. Yeah, we got Roxanne. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, everyone. And nice to be here. You are the communication liaison 
Community liaison. Community liaison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It is a you fancy word. Very close. That is correct. It is a fancy word. So I had the wonderful opportunity to work and meet diff- uh, wonderful people throughout this community um, for the last 25 years. Wow. Wow. So you is actually could have been there when I was t- coaching. My, my son's like 31 years old now. So 25 Very much years, He so. would have been six. Yeah, that would have been it. I started in 1993. So in your opinion... Five years ago, give or take, it started going really uphill in quality because that's when I moved here, and I feel like I've done a really good job being positive in the community. There would you, you would you say that? Yes, absolutely. There you go. Every success the YMCA has enjoyed since 1993 is completely due to the machinations of Roxanne. Oh, well, well thank you Check very that much. Out. But, and we'll the, go on the record with that, too. The, the, the YMCA has a long history in Montgomery County, starting with the wonderful Conroe family YMCA. Yeah. And then the Woodlands speared off from that uh, back in the late 70s, just serving the community through camp. And we would transport the kids to the Conroe YMCA until we actually had our own facility, which opened in 86. Yeah. So you've been with the Y for a while, and I, my family's been involved with the Y for a very, very long time. And one thing I've—did it originate in Houston? Like the YMCA? Yeah. No, the YMCA is actually an international organization. That's what I've thought, but it but... came over and it was uh, first YMCA was in Boston back in the okay. uh, 1880s. Because Houston, our, even Houston infrastructure has been kind of formed with the YMCA. Yes, YMCA of Greater Houston has has been an integral part of uh, serving the community yeah. for you know uh, more than a hundred years. Because there's like, what are those abandoned apartments that still have the Y stuff? And I always wonder what it was like when that was first built, because that was such a neat-looking building. That was such a long time ago. Yes, yes. so the YMCA used to have what we called overnight uh, accommodations. That's really how the Y got started. Yeah. Uh, resident, and that's what I was going to ask you off the air. Is that still a thing? Because I remember in England we had the YMCA, and that was primarily a uh, hotel-ish kind of. Yes, so the Ys, you know, there's probably still some on in the on the East Coast doing that but none of the wise here in the greater houston area now have uh overnight accommodations so with the trunk or treat coming up is this y'all's first trunk or treat or no is this we have just... done this for several years yeah okay so the halloween at the y is just expanded and we open it up to the community and then actually invite community to open up their trunk decorate and pass out treats oh cool so we have volunteers doing that along with staff and sponsors and volunteers and uh, we couldn't do an, an event like this without the support of the community. It's free. It's open to the community, and friendly costumes are welcome. So families typical come all dressed up and gives the kids an opportunity to wear that costume over and over again until Halloween on October 31st. There you go. Well, I want to let people know there is a Facebook event, so if they're listening right now, yes. uh, we're going to be posting it to our Facebook live feed on Lone Star Community Radio and Facebook, and, of course, it'll be on the podcast details and all that stuff. But uh, I am showing it to them right now. You just look up Halloween at the Y Trunk or Treat, and it's hosted by the Woodlands YMCA, Family YMCA. Roxanne, what are the benefits of having, you know, instead of going out among the town, you know, to have a Trunk or Treat uh, event? What, what do you found the particular benefits are? Well, this event is very family-friendly. Mm-hmm. So parents can be rest assured, especially with the younger children, that there's, um, it's a safe environment. It's a friendly environment. So there's, you know, the children are not going to be scared. There's no spook house. Everything is very friendly. So it's, it's definitely available for all ages. And it's, once again, it's open to the community. So families can bring their friends and family. Uh, there's no charge. And kids will walk around with a bag full of treats. Uh, thank you to all of our wonderful sponsors that we have that supports the event. 
Do you know any of the sponsors off the top of your head? Absolutely. You uh, one of our main sponsors over the years has been uh, Walgreens. Mm. Uh, Texas Children's Hospital, The Woodlands, is our T-shirt sponsor this year. So this is something new. So the first 200 children that come will receive a, t- a nice Halloween shirt that they can wear for the next couple of weeks and possibly even next year. Uh, other s- sponsors include Swim Labs of the Woodlands, Kane's uh, Chicken Fingers, and also Kristen Hale, a Remax team. Awesome. So great, great sponsors there. So this is going to be a fully loaded event. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm trying to figure out when is it appropriate to be spooky? Well, <laughs> what, what age? When you said that, it's not, it's, you know, it's for you know, all that's kids. Interesting so I was because, like, what, come on, they got to grow up sometime. Uh, yeah. I know. I have a granddaughter that's nine and she is very easily scared. I mean, I'm still scared. Yeah, I, I, so, I tear still. But that's you know, so, you know, my daughter's uh, 16, but she gets like really scared. She won't watch. A lot of stuff because right. of that. she's very sensitive. Every child is different. But if you're looking for that more spooky, traditional Halloween fright night, there are opportunities throughout the community to experience yeah. that. But we're on the family-friendly side. Well, I understand. I fact, just, it just got me thinking. I was like, I wonder if anyone at the Y is like, wait till afterwards. We'll scare the heck out of you. Well, if somebody wants to like make a make a party of it, uh, you know, go to the Y definitely for this family thing. And then pretty much across the street at Bear Branch Park, they've got their haunted, I think it's Haunted Trail or something yes. right there. So if, uh, you know, enjoy the family friendliness, and then if your kids are feeling brave or if you're feeling brave, you want to take a chance, you know, just wander uh, down the street a bit. and uh, Absolutely. Halloween could last all night on right. the tw- starting on the 20th. And then uh, hit the Kroger across the street and just, you know, wail on the pumpkins in there and just, just turn it a whole local event. It is kind of interesting we all get together to do this kind of stuff. Well, I, I find Halloween is one of the few holidays and, or fall like, festivals or however you want to phrase it nowadays. I, I was born in the 60s, so I've, I've gone the whole gamut, where everyone comes together. Yes. You know, most holidays tend to be family-centric in the sense that, you know, you go home and you have Thanksgiving dinner. You fly to Milwaukee for mm-hmm. the family Christmas. <clears throat> Easter, you go to church, you go to the egg hunt, but Halloween seems to be a, a holiday, one of the few that just says go out and mix and mingle with as many people as humanly possible. And it's nice to see that that tradition is coming back because mm-hmm. for a few years there it was sort of taboo. And, uh, you know, we— It and just takes that's one party boober. And the YMCA is all about families and connecting and building relationships. So we're there to serve the community and provide a fun, fun, fun event. And we're also giving back to the community. Admission is free, but we're asking everybody to bring a non-perishable food item for the local food pantry. What's your, in your opinion, what's the best non-perishable food item? Oh, you know, probably uh, peanut butter. Ooh, yeah, Peanut man. butter is really? just crunchy a staple or, event. Crunchy or, uh, what's the one that smooth, no one else? Is it called crunch- smooth? Yes. I, I have heard that uh, for folks who are on food stamps, uh, peanut butter does not qualify. And so peanut butter is just a great. Yeah, it's kind of a luxury. Are you item. kidding me? Yeah, and so it's like you know, the healthiest food in the universe, right? Uh, and so there are many organizations uh, that have peanut butter drives, and I've, I've learned that because of those drives. So peanut butter is a great staple item that a, a lot of folks who just don't have the access to that. So can't go wrong with peanut butter. Yeah, that's actually how I knew I grew up. I became an adult when I went from smooth to crunchy. <laughs> there you go. Well, I got, I still got like pallets of ramen from. Uh, from flooding time, so I think I may bring those and drop those off and, and have a good time there. That would be awesome. Okay, so for more information on this, there's the Facebook event. Absolutely, and you can also like our Facebook page, the Woodlands Family YMCA, or you can go to our website at ymcahouston.org slash smc-shadowbend. Okay, 
And then, uh, again, folks will be posting that to our stuff. Is there anything else going on with this event people know? Like, so you're going to do it next year. We know that. So say I'm a guy who I'm a sponsor, and I don't like chicken tenders, but I do chicken wings or something like that. <laughs> are you are you open to phone calls from people to donate things? Uh, absolutely. You can always donate candy. Okay. We're always looking for treats. Um, and the, the other neat thing that we're doing with this group, because we uh, it involves a lot of volunteer groups. So we can't do events like this without our national charity leagues. And, you know, they're – that's what they're all about is serving the community. So we provide those philanthropic hours to those groups as well. So we're helping them and they help us. So they do a sweet tooth walk. And so, you know, everybody can walk out of there with a homemade cookies or cupcakes. You know, that's one thing I, I am kind of surprised about. You know how, like, past 10 years, breweries have been really picking up local mm-hmm. artisan brews. Like, why isn't there a local artisan chocolate maker? Because I've been constantly told that, like, Snickers is not a good chocolate. It's not like Swiss chocolate or like, you know, stuff they make real chocolate somewhere else. Besides so, unsweetened cooking chocolate, there's no such thing as bad chocolate. We know what I mean. Like, like the snobs yeah. are like, oh, that's not real chocolate. Hershey's is not a real chocolate like bar. Javalier yeah, whatever. chocolatier. But I'm, I'm surprised. Well, let's get on that. I'm surprised there's not a local chocolate chocolatier. Am I wrong? I There on, used to be somebody in Montgomery, I think, that. Did, made their own chocolate. I'm not sure if they're still there. Man, see, yeah. I'm missing out. We need to so, what's out. your favorite Halloween candy? See, that's what I'm thinking about. Reese's. Well, because like it, it all depended because I, there's some October's where it was really hot, so like chocolate stunk because it would melt by the time you get home. And then the hard candies are just you, you don't you can't just keep eating hard candies. And then because uh, you know you just can't. You know nowadays healthy treats. You know you can get little bags of popcorn and yeah. pretzels and uh you know we encourage that as well my favorite my favorite chocolate is to- toblerone 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 that's my favorite chocolate uh i melt that down and put it on my ice cream that's that's a sm- smart move for folks who want to learn some tricks well, aren't you hoity-toity and uh, that's my favorite chocolate but i guess do they make like little ones toblerone yeah they no make- they, they come in the the thing the yeah, I know that, but I mean, I wonder if they make, the like, Halloween-sized. I don't think I've ever seen a Halloween-sized Toblerone. What's yours? M&M's. Yeah? Peanut, peanut, peanut butter. Plain a- M&M's. Plain? Plain old M&M's. Reese's Pieces. Is that, same, is that the same company? They look the same. I don't think Reese's, no, Reese's is not an M&M Because M&M's make peanut M&M's, and so mm-hmm. they make peanut butter M&M's, don't they? Yes, they make all, yeah, they, all flavors now. M&M's tried to make peanut butter M&M's, but they're a pale reflection of... It's like Reese's RC Cola. Yeah. And that's huh. where M&M's kind of kind of messed up because they were approached by Spielberg to be the candy of choice in E.T., and they said, no, we don't do science fiction. So they went to Reese's Pieces, and there you go. You, you really think they said no? I they think, did. I think it was more like, hey, you want to pay us a lot of money uh-huh. so we put your candy in our movie? Yeah. That's probably what they really said. Yeah. No, it was like the 12 studios that turned down Star Wars before Fox said, oh, give it a try. Well, it's great. So uh, everything's set up for the 20th. Yes, it is an outdoor event, so yep. let's hope it doesn't rain. Okay. So it's at the Shadowbin YMCA in the Woodlands, 6145 Shadowbin Place, and everybody's invited. And then we invite you to come into our building and see our brand new wellness centers. We are been fully equipped with brand new equipment, so we're very excited to show that off. All right. Well, Roxanne, thank you so much for coming in and taking the time. Thank you for having us. And everyone, get ready for Halloween. I'm telling you, it's a great opportunity to try out your new outfit before your next Halloween. I, I am. I'm, I'm wearing it. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys and everybody in the community. Thank you. Roxanne, thanks for being with us. You're listening to Mornings of Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. 
We're going to take a break, folks, here, but we, we will be back. We will. We're going to have Lorena Perez-McGill in the studio. I hope I didn't butcher that. She's running for seat 15, Texas seat. Am I saying that right? You're very close. Just keep talking. I want to see how it's you 15. do it. It's 15. I know the 15th is the number. I got that right. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back. Listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning. Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- 647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 
800-242-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. Right. I am the aforementioned Skippy. Next to me is Dick. And we have special guests. Our next special guest, we were talking with Roxanne Davis from the YMCA, talking about uh, what Dick and I are going to dress up as for Halloween. Uh, are you going to be Johnny Quest again? Oh, yeah. Usually, it just depends on the weather, man. Because, like, what does the weatherman have to do with it? Well, because Monday <laughs> it went from like 75, 80 to. 60. Have you seen the meme? The weather went from 90 to 55 like it saw a state trooper on the side of the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty That's funny. That's pretty funny, right? I was, you know, back because you guys are like young. You don't remember the 55 mile an hour nationwide speed limit. That no. was a, that was the most I do know the 30 the mile an hour Frazier speed limit. I'm like, why is it 30 miles an hour through Frazier? It's can, crazy. But can you just imagine nowhere in America could you go faster That's than 55? Cr- Actually, we had we had this conversation with Holly yesterday. Uh, we were in the HOV, and this cop was riding her. And I was like, and she's like, well, what do I do here? I'm like, well, you're in the HOV. You're not in the passing lane, so you don't have to break the speed limit. Like, you can just go the speed limit and let the cop deal with it. She's like, I'm going to get pulled over. That's why he's like, he can't pull me. you over for doing the speed limit. So and that's what I said. It's like, he, he's, not gonna, he's not going to pull you over. Just keep going the speed limit. Like, don't feel like you, you're being. Because you're also in the pr- HOV lane. There's nowhere to pull over yeah. to. So, <laughs> hey, Dick, just to let you know, uh, we have a literally one mile away on 1520 North Fraser Street. We have Chocolate Passion, a casual eatery known for its handmade chocolate. Oh, my gosh. It's so awesome living here. Cause, <laughs> so we have like, a chocolate That's here. literally down the road. Okay, a you know what? Here. I might go by there and say, hey, do you want to come on? And maybe we'll get some treats. The chocolate and, DC. It's here. Oh, I'll let you talk to them since you know the fancy language. That's right. And, uh, but we Are did, you a sommelier <laughs> as well? I have no idea what that means. He's a wine guy. <laughs> sure. That funny laugh you're hearing, the the woman who's sucking up to my humor, is <laughs> Lorena Perez-McGill, who is candidate for Texas House District 15 for the state. What Senate was I saying wrong? Actually, uh, you for said the, 15. For, you're, you were good. Yeah. For the, the Texas number. House of Representatives, not the Senate. Texas oh, House, House of Representatives. Rep, yes, I, I messed up See? on that one. See, you were right, Dick. You're All right. Good. So yeah. this is me and my ignorance of our local governments. Now, oh, no, the no, don't Senate, so short. There's federal government the you Senate, don't know either. And then there's a house. Correct. Mm-hmm. Here in Texas. Correct. How many Senate people are there? Okay, there are 33. So there's 33, and mm-hmm. that's picked by someone drew a line, a circle around each area and says, all right, one from here, one from here, one from here. You got it. Okay. Yeah. And then the house reps. 150 of them. 150. Yeah. Who gets paid more? <laughs> I have not looked. At the um, at the pay, the house is more of like a 
part-time job, right? It's it's the lower chamber. They both are. But the it's Senate, called the lower house. Yeah, it's the lower house. Okay, so who deals with the most issues at first? Does it have to go through you guys first? Well, it depends. And then it goes to the, to the Senate? It depends. And then it goes because bills. Bills can actually, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, that, that would be the last the last point. But that doesn't mean that the governor only gets to see them at the end. The governor actually can introduce some bills. Yeah, so they anyone go from, can introduce bills, mm-hmm. right? There you go. Okay, but you're the first people who see it? Usually, usually it goes through us. Okay. Which, well, not us, but <clears throat> the job that I'm applying for, um, first. You, hey, yeah. it's the, the mentality of winning. There you go. You're just already doing your job. I like that. So, okay, I'm trying to understand that. Okay. Yeah. So this is the so, seat that uh, has, or I guess at this moment is occupied by Mark Keogh. Correct. And He's uh, running for county he's judge. He's running for county judge. Correct. And I'm presuming it's one of those things that you can't run for one, more than one at the same time. Can you do that in any <laughs> race? I, I don't think you can. No. <laughs> why you not? Can, you can hold on to a, uh, well, that's why a lot of elections are staggered like that. So if you're a congressman running for president, you could... There, I think there's some way you can make that happen. I got to look into the calendar on that one. Can you imagine if you had a twin? <laughs> like how confusing and awesome that would be. Can you imagine if I had a twin? The the trouble that would ensue. It's, well, I mean, just like you both want to run for something, and like how much money can you fundraise with the two of y'all looking alike? And it's then happened in the Democratic side. Really? Yeah, yeah. The um, they're from San Antonio. What are their uh, their names? Are um, Julian Castro and Joaquin Castro? Where Joaquin Castro is um, at the Congress, U.S. Okay. Congress. Yeah, and his brother was, I think he was the Secretary of HUD. But, yeah, they're twin uh, brothers, and they're wow. both in you politics. Think, do you think they ever, like, swapped roles just to mess with people? <laughs> I'd do it. If I had a twin, I, I, mean, would, I, have, I would be pulling that have, every show. You know, the but... funny thing is that whenever I've seen them, they keep arguing about who's the handsomest of both. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got the yeah. brains. You got the brawn. It's something like that. <laughs> but anyway. But you're running for House yes. Rep. Yes. Yeah, Texas House Rep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Lorena, so what is, because there, there are people like Dick out there who just, they're, they're getting there politically. Tell us what. I'm open-minded. The, the All right. Texas House is what a representative does, like kind of what the powers are. Okay. Yeah. So um, basically what what the Texas House of Representatives is. Again, is what we were just saying. It is the lower, um, the lower house in within the um, Congress at the state level. And what do they do? Well, what do they do in Congress? They pass laws. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the uh, at the level of the House of Representatives, usually bills can get introduced um, at that level. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they get introduced at that level. Um, and then, but they're there is usually um, a long process. You're part but, of the checks and balances. Um, yes. Well, okay. the legislature is. Okay. Remember, so checks and balances between so it's the three branches. You got it. So we it. have three branches, just like the United States government. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We have judges. So who, who is first? We're going to so elect. The, we're Texas, going to elect judges. Who, who copied who? <laughs> well, we copied the colonies. I think so. Yeah. Okay. The, the original thirteen colonies. You're a smart man. I have okay. my moments. I'm trying to figure out the history because, you know, sadly, most of being them are Texas, private. But, te- yeah. Being from Texas, you got to be proud. Yep. And we try to be original. But What is interesting about Texas is that we have a nice um, blend between the civil law system and the common law system. Mm-hmm. Because remember, Texas used to be a part of Mexico, used to be a part of Spain, used to be a part of France. 
and all those three countries. He needs to be by themselves. Oh, that's true. But I'm talking about <laughs> the influences of I, law. I'm trying here to be politically it, it, correct. It, it, so. The influences of law. Oh, man, you okay. came on yeah. the wrong show for that one. <laughs> But uh, but that uh, that is why you will see that in Texas we have coats. It's vestiges from from the civil law the tradition. Yeah. yeah, from the civil law tradition. And sorry, but I teach comparative law um, at University of Houston Law Center, so this is what I do for a living. Oh, so. are you a lawyer? <laughs> great, we got someone who knows what she's talking. Are you about. a lawyer? We're screwed. I am. Nobody's perfect. Come on. My dad went to U of H Law. Cool. Yeah. So. Go Cougs. <laughs> I actually cool. graduated from Georgetown University. But um, when that? I moved What's here, Georgetown? Is that the Washington D.C.? Washington. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or not. I imagine it's good. Yeah. It, it's it's, good. it's okay. Okay. It's okay. It's it's got, got, there's so many schools. It's got skills yeah, with a Z. There's so many schools. <laughs> it's crazy. There are there are many schools. So you your district 15 that mm-hmm. includes up here? Mm-hmm. No. It okay. goes. It's south of the San Jacinto River. So basically, the boundaries. Let's see. I'm gonna draw like an air map. So people here can't. Well, vote yeah, for we you? got you on video no. too, so you can. Oh, no. so hey, if you know anybody that lives in this area, there you go. So to the west um, is 2978 and the Honey Egypt Road. Okay. And then northwest is Lake Creek, and then Lake Creek meets the uh, west fork of the San Jacinto River. Yeah. And that's where it continues to go. Is that Waller County? What county is that? Mm, no, that's still the that's Montgomery still Mon- It's all Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. And uh, then so where, Conroe can't, but people in Montgomery can. Yeah. And there are actually people who have the Conroe address because they're in 1488, yeah. 242. So that mm-hmm. part of Conroe is still in my district. Address. I have a Montgomery address. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no. does that mean I can't vote would, or no? No, you, not for me. You can vote. And I hope that you do vote. No, I, but not I, for me. I can't. I'm a felon. I'm just kidding. I just made that up. <laughs> so, okay, you, okay, I'm really confused now. So if okay. we have listeners from all over, basically I would say Montgomery County mm-hmm. and then some in the greater other greater Houston area. So name off kind of like landmarks for me. So like. Okay. So if we go by neighborhoods and what I was trying to do was just to tell you quick. the boundaries. Yeah, it's not that hard. Go to LorenaForTexas.com. Can I repeat plug. it? Yeah, LorenaForTexas.com. For now, is that F-O-R or the numeral four? It's F-O-R. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I found it. Yeah. All right, get and, the facts. Uh, if, mm-hmm, if you go to get the facts, you're going to find a very nice map that has the boundary of this um, of this district. So basically, uh, West Fork of the San Jacinto River, and it goes until it meets with Spring Creek. And our southernmost boundary is the southernmost boundary of Montgomery County which is um, Spring Creek. Yeah, so it's find, kind of like an oddly shaped triangle. Where on this website? I can't it's find at the, the bottom. Bottom, bottom, bottom. Yeah, there you go. Get involved, I think. It's not get the facts, but it's oh, get involved. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's there my fault. Okay. I just, this is actually Found really, it? oh, wow, oh. Okay, so it's the woodlands. Mm-hmm. Some of the woodlands, I guess. It's the woodlands, the portion that's in Montgomery County. Remember, I'm just in Montgomery County. Okay. So it is the portion of the woodlands that's Montgomery County. And then it goes east Not River of Plantation. 45. It looks uh, like it's like bordering. It, yeah, it's like bordering it because it's 1488 okay. to... Wow, um, this is way too descriptive. Why? Well, well oh, excuse me, but I wanted to know, to let no, people know like, who can I'm, vote for me. No, I'm talking about who came up with this line drawing. Like, oh, yeah. They literally, well, that's a whole other yeah, conversation yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to do it. I get that. Like, uh-huh. it's got to be done, but it's just yeah. like... It's very what, selective. gerrymandering? It's, I mean, I know that's like a taboo word, but like, you do have to draw lines. I said it. 
He's done. It's okay. You're allowed. This is one of the shows where, where you can, where you can get away with it and say it's it with, like with Panther Creek, Grogan's Mill, the Meadows of Imperial Oaks. Yeah, here's the thing. I, I can vote yeah. for her. You Southeast can. of yeah. Toll Chateau, Chateau Woods. We're actually gonna be um, yeah. going to Chateau Woods to uh, knock on door. Yeah, it's actually very densely populated. Yeah, uh, one of the most densely populated areas of Montgomery County, or the most densely populated area of Montgomery County. So, yeah. do you live there? I do. You have to, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I live in Grogan's Mill. Okay. And you you go to Houston to teach? Yeah. Man, do you take that bus thing? No, because- I always wanted to do that just to do the it. Bus, the bus takes you all the way to downtown. And by the time that I have to take um, transportation from downtown to University of Houston, I teach at the main campus. Okay. Then it takes me a lot longer, almost double the time um, to commute than it does to drive. Believe me, I don't like driving, but here there's no other way to do it. You gotta do it. <laughs> um, yeah. hmm. Okay, I, I'll go next. It's Lor- <laughs> Lorena, you looked like you were gonna say something. I didn't want to. I feel like you could off. get like a parking spot and leave a car there. So when you take the bus, yeah. you get off the bus, you get into your car, mm-hmm. and then you just try to take that car to and fro, but you always take the bus. Does that from, make sense? From Houston? Yeah. Within Houston. If I were working downtown, yeah. I would do that. Like but the thing is that I'm. Yeah. Do you know where the main campus, University of Houston Law Center, is? It's South Forty Five. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. The main I campus. About now. Yeah. I'm thinking of downtown. I'm no, thinking of like no, right there on the bottom. No, no, not the yeah. UH. No, downtown. I'm not at UH downtown. Yeah. No. So, Lorraine, let's talk about um, like you. Yes. Okay. So, did you just wake up one Tuesday morning and say I want to be a state rep or? How or, did you know? I, I I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling. I'm working on the unauthorized autobiography. <laughs> and, not but, necessarily. So. What got you into it? And, you know, no other way to phrase it. What do you bring to the table? What do you, what do you think you can add to uh, the, the, the house, to Texas house? Yeah. Um, what got me into it? It was just, um, and you are holding actually um, part of the reason why I'm into this. I do believe in public education. And I do believe that Texas is going in the wrong direction um, when it comes to funding uh, public education. And uh, our public education system is, to me, Uh, Any public education system is the bedrock of the economy and of the future of any um, community. And this is no exception. We've been doing great, by the way. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Conroe ISD has done uh, very, very well in terms of not raising our taxes much and uh, uh, doing what it can with the little bit it gets from the state. Um, But it is no less true that the way that we are headed uh, we're going to end up, you know, paying recapture um, here in uh, Conroe ISD. And uh, I don't like that. I don't like having to pay recapture. Um, I don't like having to um, pay t- not get as much money from the state because the state thinks that we're, we're well off and we can actually um, fund our own schools by our property taxes because that's not the way that it should be. Um, so that is in part why I decided to run. Um, Jackie Waters, do you guys know Jackie oh, yeah. Waters? <laughs> I know Jackie. Well, Jackie, um, it feels okay, very strong. I don't know she's, who that is. Uh, she's a sweet gal. Her husband passed away, and she's running for a seat. And just I, I personally, for what? Uh, she ran for. She ran for this position. Yeah, okay. it was yeah, it was fifteen, in and the, she in lost the, in the primary. She lost in the yeah. primary. Mm-hmm. Um, to you? No, no. Uh, to GOP, Steve GOP to- primary, my opponent. Steve yeah. Toth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's running as Republican. Okay. And yeah. Yeah, I got to interview her a couple of times. She, she's, I personally, I love her. Yeah. I, I, what's not to love with right. Jackie? 
But um, yeah, with Jackie, um, I I liked her, and we saw eye to eye, and I said, okay, she's my candidate. Um, except that when I saw, I I I decided to put my name on the ballot at the very last minute. It was it was uh, December eighth. You can actually look when I filed, wow. and the deadline was December eleventh. And it was in part when I saw that the chances of Jackie winning the primaries were very slim. Um, and uh, I decided that I needed to have a candidate on the ba- on the ballot who actually cared and felt as strongly as I do about public education. Mm-hmm. Both my kids are going to public schools, and um, I, I just don't like the way that things are going. And I have been paying attention. I do. And the House, Senate. Fifteen has the ability to have House influence. District. House District, House District 15 yeah. has the ability to influence okay, change of the education system. So let, let's go back. So what do we do in uh, at the at the Congress level? You in, work with uh, laws. Texas? Mm-hmm. That's what we do, and we also deal with the budget. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Yeah, that is part of so the. So what does the Senate do? do they do that the budget. Part of the le- no, it's the whole. Yes, yeah, the, the upper the, house. It has yeah, to pass it's both. the Texas okay. legislature. Okay. It's both. Yeah, it's the the lower and upper chamber. Okay. So that's why I think that what what we need to do um, has what what is done at the Texas legislature level um, affects impacts directly what's happening um, in our school districts, our independent school districts. Um, the other thing is, remember we talked about checks and balances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know you have the. Um, the governor and our lieutenant governor, who our lieutenant governor has actually um, publicly said that he will not rest until he passes school vouchers. Do you guys know what school vouchers is? It's Kinda. What, it's yeah, it, it's, from what I understood, and you can correct me. Is if I have a child, but I want my I do not want my child going to that school. Mm-hmm. I can apply for a voucher, which helps me pay for a better school, like a private school, mm-hmm. or is it kind of? Here's how it works. Okay. So you see this backpack full of cash? Basically, Man, this... Hey, yeah, the premise, no, she's not... In case you're not watching us on video, she's not oh, waving a backpack. This is not a kickback thing. I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. This is a piece of paper. Yeah, it is a piece of paper. It you is see, not that I am... this backpack full of cash? It's I'm going to give I, this backpack full of cash I'm to going you. to give you a backpack full of cash. No, I'm just kidding. You heard it here first. Uh, but basically, the way that it works is um, instead of giving uh, the um, the money to the school system... The uh, money is given to the parents so that the parents get to decide whether they want to homeschool the kids or whether they want to take them to private schools. But here's the issue. There are places where you don't have the alternative of a private school. Maybe you don't want to homeschool. And that money effectively leaves the um, coffers of the independent school district. And therefore, we have an independent school district that's a lot weaker um, as a result because I don't know, 10 kids, um, their parents decided to take the money and, and go somewhere else. Yeah, go to go to the casinos. <laughs> no. no. No? No, that's why they're vouchers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not, let's call it backpack full of vouchers. So you see this backpack full of vouchers? No, I'm just kidding. But in well, any event, like people sell their food stamps, could you sell the vouchers? I have no idea. Where there's the will, you know, I want to be in it. Well, I just want Here's to, what I know. The cash. Where's the cash, man? Here's what I here's what I know. What I know is that if you take that money away from the independent school districts, we're going to have even weaker oh, school yeah. systems. Okay? And that's what I am against. Because I do realize that there are some parents who cannot afford to take their kids to pl- private schools. Because for forty five hundred dollars a year, 
no John, what is it, the John Cooper school or no other private school is going to take your child. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. They're going to laugh in your face. Mm-hmm. But that is what public schools are doing right now. Um, and that is why I do believe that we need to strengthen public education, not weaken it. Why did the. So bypassing the, school. It vouchers. sounds like the vouchers had a place, mm-hmm. a unique niche. Yeah. But then it's growing to be the norm for all of Texas. And the way that I see it is it was put in place to deal with an issue while we stabilized our public school Just like system. any other but that's not government what it, program. That's what, not what's panned out because what I have is now people on the other side of the aisle saying, see, told you, those, cool, uh, uh, those schools are bad. And that's why I'm not ta- taking my kids to um, public schools. When what we should say is they're bad and they're, we're going to work so that they are actually the best schools ever. To me, school choice consists of... Me deciding that I am going to take my child, my children to private schools, even though I know that their education is going to be equally as good in uh, public schools as it is going to be in private schools. But I decide to put them, my choice is to put them in private schools for whatever reason it is. I want them to have more of a religious education that they don't get in public schools. Or I want them to be closer to my to my house. Or I want them to learn another language that is not being taught at the pro, pro, at the public schools. But that should be the school choice. Lorena, do you feel that there could be a sweet spot? Uh, the last week or so, we had a, kind of an abundance of some some homeschooling uh, representatives in here. Mm-hmm. And as that stigma has gone away more and more, because when I was a kid, yeah. homeschooling, was, you just didn't do it. It was how, yeah. you know, that was how the commies won yeah. kind of thing. But now it's, it's more yeah. socially accepted. So, you know, school choice. I believe is important, you know, for that avenue, but obviously funds need to be made available. So short of a voucher system, is there kind of a sweet spot that let's, both can be taken care of? Let's ask that as a tease question. We got to take a break. Okay. So when we, when come, we come back, back. Lorena's going to answer my hard-hitting yeah. questions about school yeah. vouchers. And uh, we're going to fi- – we are going to, between her and I, fix the Texas education system before this show is over. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back here on Mornings and Lone Star. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? 
Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss Cece Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss Cece Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. Dick and Skippy, 1035 on the dot in the Lone Star Studios. It is up to 56 degrees outside, another four degrees. That's all it's going to get. I am so excited about that. Finally get to break out my uh, my woolen underwear, my long johns. Is there like a Doctor Who underwear you wear? My underoos? Yeah. I got nowhere to go yeah. with that. That's all I got. Okay, yeah. so we were uh, so we are talking <laughs> with Lorena Perez McGill. She's yeah. candidate Speak. for Texas we House the question. District 15, and uh, obviously education is your thing. And we have a user question of. too. We have a user question too, so we'll ask that. <clears throat> and then, so what, what would you tease with? Well, my teaser question was because you know listeners know that last week or so we had some some homeschooling representatives, and it seems like a really viable option. When I was a kid. Homeschooling just wasn't a thing. Uh, over the starting, I think in the '90s, probably picked up more. It's become socially acceptable. So, in, in the days of vouchers, obviously that's almost nuclear option. How can you balance? How, how can one balance uh, 
uh, resources for homeschooling without going full tilt voucher and taking so much away from a public system. Yeah. Well, and with homeschooling, my gosh, I mean, my my heart my heart goes out to people who decide to homeschool. Um, it is uh, I teach, and I know that teaching is you know it's it's a gift, it's a calling, uh, more than just a job. And to homeschool uh, with my kids, oh my gosh, I tried to teach my daughter how to play the guitar. I had to give up after the second attempt because <laughs> I was going nowhere. Um, in any event, that um, um, to me is it's it's great uh, for people who homeschool. But what I tell them, and I have friends, I have Democratic friends and Republican friends. I mean, this is like uh, um, the affili- the political affiliation has nothing to do with the fact of how strongly people feel. Well, if I am not using the school system, if I am not using the schools. Why am I paying for them? Why are my uh, tax monies going to it? Why don't they just stay with me so that I do whatever I want? And my response is, I'm sorry, but for 35 years, um, well, actually not 35 because I started paying taxes when I was in my 20s. But for 15 years before I was a mom and actually since um, before my daughter started using public schools, I still paid taxes. Mm-hmm. And those, part of those taxes went to public schools. Uh, and it is actually because we want a better society, because uh, we want uh, the kids, our neighbor's kids and everybody who has kids um, to to have a viable option in terms of education. And that is public education. Um, and I also tell them, guess what? There are roads that are paved with our taxpayer money that we actually never go to and that we never transit. Does that mean that there are certain roads, the ones that we don't use that should not be built on our taxpayers' money? Um, we should not have that that silo mentality of, if I'm going to take my kids out of school and I'm going to homeschool them, then give me my money and I will figure out what to do with it. I think that the right approach is, my, my choice for schooling for my kids is that I'm going to homeschool them, but not because there are bad um, there's a bad school, and I decide not to take my kid to that bad school. There's an equally good school, um, public school, where I could take my child, but I choose, I choose to homeschool my child. Was that a good answer? It's a good answer. It wor- works for me. Because that's it, my answer. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Deal with it. be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> my answer, and I'm sticking with it. There you uh, go. Yeah, no, a- absolutely, because th- there aren't any great, uh, I mean, there are so many great years, no easy, easy answers I to know. it. And, you know, when running for office, I can't help but feel, because a long time ago, Dick was talking about this, that he would feel we're running for office because you'd want to fix everything. And I'm like, okay, oh, so gosh. I-, I got $1,000 and I got to fix Veterans Affairs and the homeless problem and and education okay. and health care. You know, you literally can't do it. There's not enough. So how does one prioritize? And I, I, apparently one of your strong stances, yeah. and I'm sure it's not the only one, mm-hmm. but obviously education is a strong yeah. stance. And anything else up there with it? Yeah. Well, and you had asked me before, what do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. When I say I, I'm not for fighting, I am for fixing. What I mean is that I'm for reaching across the table. I am for having a conversation um, so that we can get stuff done. Didn't you guys get tired in the last um, special session of um, of our legislature? What what was being talked? What was the main issue? It was the bathroom? Stuff. Thank you. Yes. Do you think? Do you think that that was the most important issue? The most crucial it's the challenge? The foundation of what we're trying to build. Well, it seems to be the I'm the soundbite issue over the. You know, go for the the outrage issue, the soundbite issue. You know, to call it a sound bathroom bites, bill, a death tax. Soundbites uh, are not fixing my mm-hmm. my challenges, yeah. my everyday challenges. 
And I am, t- I am willing to take a more pragmatic approach to what it is that our challenges are and then reach across the table so that we can actually compromise. Something that our politicians seem to have forgotten. Let's compromise. Let's reach an agreement. And that is actually what I bring um, to the table. I am willing to talk. I am running a bipartisan campaign because I want to, uh, to um, go, to, if I am elected, I want to go to the Texas legislature by talking to Republicans and Democrats alike because my focus is going to be on issues, not on, on, on partisanships, right? Because we're not going to get much done. We're not going to get um, too much done. So my experience used to work at the Organization of American States, a public international organization. Um, actually, the United Nations was modeled after the Organization of American States. 34 countries, because those are the, the members of the organization, um, in the Western Hemisphere, all the way from Canada down to Argentina. And there are 35 chairs, but there's one chair that's still not occupied because Cuba um, decided that it's not going to sit there. But 34 countries with 34 different ideas on how it is that we're going to tackle whatever issue it is. And I was a lawyer in the Department of Legal Services who had to sit down and try to reach consensus in an organization where most of the decisions needed to be made by consensus, except for the budget. Thank goodness. For the entire hemisphere? Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord, that's like mm-hmm. herding cats on catnip. You think? Jeez. And I did it for 11 years. So, But here's, here's what it is. People th- say, oh, my gosh, it didn't work. It didn't work out all the time. But if you start from the points on which everyone agrees, things go much easier. And it is much easier to reach some sort of compromise because if, if we start from the, the, what we disagree on, we're never going to get anywhere. We're going to yell, we're going to scream, or, you know, at best, we're not going to talk to each other. But if we start from the points on which we agree, and that's why I want to focus on issues. And yes, public education is uh, my, my first one and the one that made me jump, but there are f- a few others. Well, can we ask one more yeah. user question, and then we'll move yeah, on yeah, to yeah, the, yeah. the other deals? Please, please. So we had a user asking, uh, what do you think of the TEA board Oh boy! and how it operates? <laughs> what is the TEA board? Uh, yeah. Um, well. What is it? Texas Education Administration. Thank you. Okay, yeah. so those are appointed people, or those elected people? They are actually a— I, Hold on. Yeah. Because I'm I, learning all about appointments and I, elect, elect people. I think people. the TEA board is appointed. Let me double-check okay. on that. You keep talking while I look it up. That's right. Um, but uh, What's the issue with that? Are they so having— th- This is what I am going to tell your listener. Um, they need to reach out to me, and they need to either email me at info at lorenafortexas.com, or they can call me at 281-944-5503 uh. or text me. They can text me there. And I will have a conversation with them because we're not going to leave otherwise. <laughs> and we need to move on. I do understand. Um, but, yeah, I, I'll be more than glad to talk to them about Okay. That. Yeah. All right. So what other issues besides education? Appointed by the governor. Appointed. 11 positions. So the governor singly handling goes, you yep. 11 people? Flooding is another issue. Uh, you is it? Flooding? Yeah, is it? Yeah. I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. He, he's occasionally he's taking mm-hmm. the guy. I was out of my house for nine months, so he knows I just, you know, I mean, yes. Yeah. It's so did you get a voucher? No, but I got <laughs> awesome federal assistance from FEMA. Love you guys. Now do something right with Michael. That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, boy. Oh, did you? I mean, you're you're lucky. Because... Oh, I'm team FEMA all the way. I love Good. FEMA, but yeah. I'd like to see more action from them for 
in yeah. Florida right now. Well, the, the exchange of emails that you and I had was while I was volunteering with Lone Star Legal Aid. This was before I even knew I was going to be running for anything. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was volunteering with Lone Star Legal um, Aid, and it was for um, people right after, um, right after Harvey. To help. And it was just to help them, you know, navigate through the FEMA waters mm-hmm. because, oh, man. It was intense, but uh, yeah. no, I, I, am, I, I love FEMA. Good. Uh, I'm team FEMA all the way. Good. Uh, but yeah. so, so the boards, uh, so the TEA board, you know, they're they're appointed. Mm-hmm. Is the house kind of beholden to them? Are they beholden to the house? Are they? Can they work together? How how? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look more into that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. well, when you come back on, because yeah, we're gonna have you back you on go. before voting day, right? Yeah. Cool. So, so we'll have that. <laughs> now we do want to talk about because yeah. I don't want us to run out of time. So the backpack yeah. full of cash. When when I first heard it, I thought she was gonna be paying us off, but no, <laughs> it's a movie called Backpack Full of Cash. It's narrated by. Jason Bourne himself, Matt Damon. And so there's going to be a viewing of it tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, the 17th at 530 at the South County Community Center. And that's the, the place that's right next to the library next door to the pavilion. Yes, sir. Awesome. Been trying to get my mom there for a while. And so this movie is a documentary uh, yes. about the ins and outs of vouchers and alternatives and mm-hmm. probably the general state of our education system. Yeah. And it basically... Um it's what it does is um, it's a documentary on one school year. I think it's a 2014, 2015 school year. And it shows the different angles, you know, public education versus um, vouchers versus religious education. And it even touches upon um, uh, the uh, new trend, which is um, virtual schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Internet. School. What about sending your kids somewhere else, like away? He he wants to send his kids off to Hogwarts when they're born. <laughs> they still have those, right? It's like preparatory school. What are they called? What's the official oh, word? Well, boarding, 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 school. boarding schools. Yeah, yeah. my school boarding. in England it was called yeah. school, where I sign a document. It's like, yeah, you can beat my kid. And that is actually a school choice. Yeah, can I use a voucher for that? No, you can use a blank checkbook for it. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm trying to understand. Well, here's the deal. I feel like this voucher system like, could be easily manipulated. That that voucher is only only going to cover what percentage? Not even a quarter hey, of whatever they're else. going to charge you for it. Mm. Anything else? That's what some people think. So. That's what some people think. So, flooding, and what I'm going to tell you is at what expense? At the expense of the public schools? Are the local or community schools? Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. that's yeah. a lot of money. That's for sure. Holly, my fiance, came from Beaumont. Apparently, they had some major issues like 15 years ago. Got oh. stole a bunch of money, Uh-oh. all that stuff. But uh, oh boy! So but but let's move on to flooding real quick because yeah. we got, we know education. And then we're going to talk. Important. We'll wrap up with backpack full of cash where people can go for that. Hey. Oh yeah, the, yeah, tomorrow's event. Yeah, huh? there you go. Okay. Yeah, but flooding District 15. So should we do this again? 2978 to the west and then to the right, north. You're doing you're Lake doing maps Creek again. And then uh, no, but uh, just just keep focused. Okay, Creek, Lake Creek. Okay. West Fork of the San Jacinto River. Okay. River. That's water too. <laughs> Spring Creek, mm-hmm. water too. Okay. And Spring Creek is our biggest headache yeah. because we're both in Grogan's Mill. Yeah, that's what okay. nailed me. Yeah. So I think that we have a problem with flooding. When we have flooded be- between 2016 and 2017, three times, to me, that's three times too many. So when you say there's a problem, is it because of standards aren't being implemented or there's not strong enough standards to where you can build? Or is it more of, the way we built the community because I, I imagine at one point you're like you know what we screwed up 50 years ago building these trench or building these waterway things we just say suck it up let's just improve it slowly or we just say hey let's 
five billion dollars just redo it all well you know the the infrastructure needs to be upgraded severely my right. neighborhood i'm literally in the oldest neighborhood in the woodlands area timberlake timber ridge mm -hmm. and it's in a bowl but when it was built in the 70s it was trees everywhere so the ground sucked up the water well now that the woodlands has grown so far that it's even coming to harris county yeah. uh, all that water that was being sucked up by ground is now in cement and rolling towards us which is why Correct. i flooded two and a half times out of three yeah. storms yeah. And well, and did you see the shopping center that they're building now uh, next right to Inspiration? I live right across the street from it. Oh, good. So you've seen the Lorena for Texas signs yes, that are right I there. Have indeed. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things. You know, when when you look at that um, shopping center being built, this is on Glenlock, and you ask around, and they tell you, well, but don't worry because they're going to build high up, so they're never going to flood. Well, that pushes on. Yeah, it pushes more on. Thank you. I'm like, I'm not worried about that shopping center. I'm worried about the the neighbor. Now, is this something that is, and you is, see is, is, is this something that roots. is a development company? Like, there's not a there's not a communication between the people who run the woodlands and also who build in the woodlands, and then people who manage the woodlands. Because you're talking like an, about an issue that it's like, oh, we forgot to tell this builder not to do that, and now everyone's screwed. Too I late. think it is more um, a uh, the silo mentality that we have and that we need to get out of. Well, the Woodlands built of villages. You're absolutely right that Indian Springs and Sterling Ridge and Cochran's Crossing and you know, their, their Grogan's Mill, you know, they are their own. Each one has their own little shopping like, center. With not the only that, talk to the MUDs. And the mm. MUDs have this mentality of, well, this is what I'm in charge of. My MUD goes from this street to this street. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but water does not think that way. Disasters don't think so are you're thinking that there should be some type of program where... How about looking at it holistically, having yeah. a holistic approach? And then spending and we, money we on have, fixing it. We have started um, doing that. And it's not just throw money at it and spend money on it. It's to, to think wisely. If we are going to continue, and we are going to continue growing um, as a community, our drainage system needs to continue growing as well. You know, we have to figure out, you know, what it is that we're going to do. And the, the starting point for me um, is to just get rid of those flood plans. Let's put together new flood plans because the people that you hear that they're in the 100-year flood and the 500-year flood plan, that we, we have, Mother Nature has proven to us that they are obsolete. Mm -hmm. So how about we start from there and then we just, we just keep going. How about um, we take a holistic approach at what's uh, going on? Uh, look at what happened in, uh, in Harris County where we actually passed, uh, they actually passed a bond. And we are going to take advantage of it. We are going to, as in the people who are um, closer to Spring, to Spring Creek. Um, and efforts are being made, but not fast enough, guys. Because guess what? We're going to continue to flood, and we need to do something about it. And when here's my point. When I see a um, candidate who's um, running in that district who doesn't have, as part of his platform, flooding, or addressing flooding, and it doesn't change after Harvey. I mean, mind you, you know, we had the two, the tax day and Memorial Day flooding, and it was not part of his um, uh, his platform. And then Harvey comes, and it's not part of the platform, of his platform after Harvey. You know, I have a problem. When I see that there is a special session in our Texas legislature that deals and that focuses on bathroom bills, but I don't see a special session focused on Harvey, you know, after um, what happened during Harvey, I have a problem with that. So I want to actually be a part. I want to be on the table. So 
so that I can be a part of that solu- of the solution so that we can actually uh, bring that as a, as a central topic. To me, it is. To me, it is because um, guess what? I, I, I invested in property um, in there, and I know that I am not alone thinking that way. And people can f- uh, meet you tomorrow. That's right. Right? Uh, going to be we're going to be closing uh, on the show, but I want to tell mm-hmm. people yeah. you're going to be at the South Community, uh, South County Community Center over there at 2235 Lake Robbins Drive yeah. for the uh, discussion about public schools and also a special yeah. screen of Backpack Full of Cash. Where can people find information about this event for tomorrow and then also everything that you're doing they leading up to November 6th? They should go to Lorena for Texas, and it's not the number four. It's F-O-R, LorenaForTexas.com. And uh, if you click under Get Involved, you're going to see um, all of the different activities that we have going on. Uh, you can also go to backpackfullofcash.org, and they uh, they have it listed um, as well for this particular one. But if you want to hear, uh, if you want to see where else I'm going to be and where else you can uh, reach out to me, then uh, lorenafortexas.com and going under um, Get Involved. That's the way to go. All right. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming in. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. Yeah. And, all right. Uh, Come back before Election Day. Remember, people, it's too late to register to vote, so if you didn't register, you are out of luck. But early voting starts on the 22nd. Correct. And uh, vote early. Vote often. And, Not uh, just early. Be conscientious. Vote twice. Yeah. And uh, But actual Election Day is Tuesday, November the 4th. The 6th. 6th, I'm sorry. See, I was making sure you are paying attention. <laughs> November the 6th, Tuesday, no, first Tuesday in November. Uh not only vote, but vote smart, vote educated, get to know your candidates. Yeah. Find out more about Lorena at LorenaForTexas.com. That's right. right. Well, guys, we're out of here. We're uh, going to be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., though. Uh, special guest tomorrow will be Conroe Bowl Mania, which is coming to a local arena here in Conroe. So we're going to learn all about that tomorrow. And uh, today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Jay Silber for County Judge. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. We're live every time we have guests, which you always look at our schedule on Facebook. Just look at our events. That's where we kind of post everything. Uh, we're Facebook Live. We uh, archive it on our YouTube channel, Warren's Lone Star. We podcast every episode on iTunes, Google Play, and then, of course, IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. If you're interested in being a guest on the show or sponsoring or just communicating with us, Facebook, Morning's Lone Star, or uh, email us at mwls at irlonestar.com. I'll get you in touch with Skipper and I. Uh, thanks for tuning in today, and we'll be back uh, tomorrow morning.